What's poppin' you guys? It's your girl Regal. And you guys are tuning to another episode of Stay Regal Radio. And today I have a guest who needs no introduction, but the one and only Queen Christina Joy. Welcome to the podcast, boo. And before we get started, you know we're gonna bring y'all in. One, two, three, hit it. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Hey, thank you so much. Man, I am so ecstatic to have you on the show today. Blessed to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. Thank you for gracing us. Like, y'all don't understand. And I'm sure y'all do because many of y'all, like myself, have been seeing your journey, seeing your hustle, and just seeing how you always show up, not only for yourself, but for all of us. As you say, your favorite frat girl, favorite frat girl. Okay, period. Man, so I have been really admiring you from years, from your style, your slick, funny mouth, just the way you do everything and your creativeness in your fashion, the different events that you host or the businesses that you bring, not only to Phoenix, but to Florida, right? Yes. That's where you're from. So just, man, how do you, where did you, how did you know this is what you wanted to do? Um, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was more just something. It started out me just being me. Mm-hmm. Me being more open about who I am, what I like, what I like to do, taking pictures, you know. And I just, just for, even just to really say the truth thing, that's just, it's just a part of who I am. That's yeah. how I talk. That's how I act. I've always been into fashion, you know, and, um, I just, I've always liked to look good. So it's just, it's just one of those things that just kind of, it kind of came natural for me. Yeah. And it kind of grew from there. Okay. It transpired from there. So it just started with me really being myself, being who and what I am and staying true to me. And people took to that, you know, because I think we live in a day and age where everybody wants to alter everything and change everything. Yeah. So when you find something or someone that's authentic, that's just true to who and what they are, regardless of what it is, yeah, and I think we do live in a time where people are really hungry for realness because there's so much that strive to perfection. It's like no one's perfect. Stop trying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so where would you say like your your fashion sense came from? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I would definitely say it started when I was younger. I've always been the fat girl in the group, but I've always been the, she's pretty for a fat girl. She dresses nice for a fat yeah. girl. And then my mother, um, I'm my mom's only child. So like I was telling you earlier, um, I've always been very blessed. I don't say I'm spoiled, <laughs> I'm very blessed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and my mother was very, she um, talked to me about how when she was coming up and she would have one pair of shoes for school and one pair of shoes for church and one pair of shoes for outside. Mm-hmm. And she always wanted different for her daughter. She wanted so sometimes I would have a pair of shoes just to go with this one outfit because the, it matched that particular outfit, and I may not have any other outfits to match it exactly. But I had to have a pair of shoes to match that particular outfit. When Tommy was super big back in the day, which mm-hmm. still is a trend now, but back in the day I had a Tommy socks, I had the pants, the shirt. Terrible, like, oh, I, 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 I,
the type of person to be very interested and invested in how I look. So, would you say that from a very young age, you've always been confident in who you are? No, I would say that I've always known that I was pretty. I always knew that I was pretty, but it was always pretty for a big girl. So, I, I do, I will say that, honestly, I felt limited um, a lot of times growing up. Like, I can do this, but I can't do that. I can wear this, but I won't wear that. You know, I, I was just very careful about what it is that I would wear and what it is that I would do. So, no, I wasn't always confident. That didn't come until I got wrong. You know, until I got grown. Um, I'm not even gonna say grown, I would say it kinda started um sixteen-ish, seventeen-ish is when I started to smell myself as they would say. And it just kinda escalated from there. But um I would say even with boys, I was the girl that I would get secret admirer letters and oh I think you're so beautiful, but no one would tell me who they were because no one wanted to be known to be the person to like that girl. girl. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I went through that a lot and I don't know what happened from middle school to high school, baby. But baby, when I got to high school, it was like, right, what? It was a whole nother, it was a whole nother game. It was a yeah. whole nother, it was a whole different. Cause you know, you guys think when I was in high, when I was in middle school, it was Victoria's Secret models. Right, know, yes. super skinny girls, straight up and down. And I tell everybody, I was thick before thick was it. Before thick That's was the right. shit, that yes. was me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Before I had, and I was, um, talking to a friend of mine and telling him I had a kid in, I think I was in like elementary, middle, something like that school, in early, um, probably like sixth grade or something, and he told me my body was out of proportion because I had big breasts, my waist was small, and I had, you know, these all this hips and these booty, and I had these thick thighs, and he was like, it just, it go in and out, he couldn't understand my curve. I didn't understand my curves. Right, perfectly proportioned. Perfectly. I mean, to the, baby, I'll kill for that body. Kill! <laughs> perfectly proportioned. <laughs> he didn't know what he was talking he, about. He, he did not know what he was talking about. And then, you know, as I got older, I noticed that more and more guys, they were they were into that. Like, mm -hmm. she did. Like, it became like The trend, that, yeah. It became trendy, but yeah. that was me and that was my life before it was a trend. So, um, as far as confidence goes, I feel like my I had to grow into my confidence. I had, you know, my woes and I had things that I was self-conscious about when it comes to adulthood. And I'm still working on some things now. Um, but I, I would say, no, I wasn't always confident. But I was um, always sure that I was pretty. But all the other stuff didn't come until later. Right. Now, you know, on my, my podcast, I, we're all about self-love. So, And I feel like self-confidence, awareness, that all ties into self-love. So was there ever a situation or a moment that you kind of felt like maybe you hear rock bottom like I can't do this anymore, I need to change, or I just need to start being myself? Absolutely. So I was in what was I? I don't remember if I was in Florida or if I was in Arizona at the time. But that's where my first day fresh came from. Okay. I don't know if you heard my first day. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where first day fresh came from because I literally broke down. I was in the I had to tell myself, baby, you're beautiful. Everything right. about 
was just beautiful. And I was just crying and I was just allowing, knowing what I know now, I was allowing the spirit to literally move me and spoke through me to yeah. tell me that I was beautiful and I, I had to go through that in order for it to be authentic because I wore a mask for a really long time. Oh yeah. And, and I would go out and I'd be like, okay, you gotta put it together. You know what I'm saying? Because you just, you just have to. You can't go outside and let see that day and I stopped and I was just like wow <laughs> I was floored I was speechless and then I read your post and I was really crying because you just it was just trigger points for me feeling inadequate feeling like I'm not worthy enough to do the things that I want to do um to be the places that I want to be to be around the people that I want to be around and I was just like how does she have the the gusto the Cause it's a hell of a lot to put yourself out on social media <laughs> naked. Is. Is. You know, especially with the culture as it is, you know, we're not widely accepted. And even now that we're trending, yeah, we still get hate though. Right. Oh, she needs to she needs to be on a diet. That's not mm -hmm. healthy. Okay, it's it's cute now, but not when she like I've heard it all. Like right. your arteries clogged and this and like all the bullshit that comes with being a, a beautiful big woman. So in, in one of the comments, someone said, I didn't need to see your nipple, though. And mm -hmm. you said, but I needed to show it, though. So tell me why you felt like this is, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. So First Day Fresh actually came right after that breakdown that mm -hmm. I had that I was telling you about. And I wanted, the idea of First Day Fresh is on the first day of every month. Mm -hmm. After you take a shower, you get in the mirror, and you tell yourself how beautiful Right. Don't be trying to put filters on your face and be in the camera. No, this is about you loving you authentically how you are. So after I had that moment, I contacted my photographer at that moment. I had to have been in Phoenix because I contacted Deanna and I didn't meet Deanna until I moved here. Okay. And um, Deanna is actually the photographer who uh, took that photo, my black and white picture. So when I released that particular photo, I held on to that picture for almost a year before I posted that one. Because I have other ones that are black and white when I was new as well. Um, but that particular one that showed my 
opportunity to come to their full form and I definitely believe that's exactly what you've been doing is walking in your purpose and that's just me on the outside looking in you know but do you feel like you're walking in your purpose I feel like I'm trying to find it I feel like I'm still searching for it which is why I did been guys in so many I have, that's a part of me being authentically me. So I do have my hands in so many different things because I 
see, I think that's dope because one thing that everyone can say about you is you're never afraid to be seen trying. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think so many of us in it's a societal thing has been taught. Well, you gotta know what you wanna do and then you gotta figure it out and then you gotta do it. And it's like, well, no, if I don't try shit, how do I know what I wanna do? And so like you said, you had your blog, you had your pageant. Like, do you just, when the inspiration hits you, do you just run with it and see what happens? I typically write it down. Okay. Yeah. So I write it down. I normally keep a notebook in the book with me at all times because then I have to explain why I feel like I can't do it on my own. And so many of us are afraid to be vulnerable and transparent and open in front of people. And I think that it's beautiful to have examples, not only you, but the people in your life, like, hey, come, we can all do this together because things cannot happen on their own. That's what I'm realizing. You keep trying to do things without spirit and without a team, you're going to burn out every time, every single time. Yeah, so I'm getting all the help I can these days. <laughs> and all the help I can because I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And I think when you do that, you allow yourself the grace to learn. Mm -hmm. Learn something you didn't know. So the next idea you have, you're like, oh, I already got a little experience there. I know what we need to do from this point forward. And then when I need help, I can get some help. I can get some help. I know yeah. how to do it. That's true. Yeah, because I think also, too, it's like we'll allow that. Well, I don't know. Allow us to trip us up. Mm -hmm. Instead of just like, well, the simple answer is to go get help. And exactly. so many times we'll set ourselves back um, and not move forward when spirit tells us to go. I seen this quote the other day. It says, inspiration is in spirit. It may seem that is a word. I stop like, and that's what I say, trust your gut. Trust your gut. When your gut's telling you to move, move. That is God. That is God. I'm not very religious, but I'm, I'm not very religious, but I'm very spiritual. And right. I definitely believe 
that God speaks to us in different types of ways and in different forms. And I believe that when I get, when my hair starts standing up on my arm, when I feel my gut tingling, you know, my back of my neck, that's God talking to me and telling right. me something, you know. Yeah. And it's um, an intuition. You know, we have it naturally. We have an intuition. If you take time to learn to tap into that, you'll know. It'll, you know what I'm saying? You'll start seeing things just kind of fall in line. Place. You don't know how it happened. You don't know how you don't know how you got here. Man, I looked at my W2s from 2019. I was like, God, how did I pay my rent every month? Because <laughs> according to this, it says bro. I was bro, I didn't have nothing. But what? you take it away. What? And I traveled God? What in the world? Yes. So it, it is a blessing. Yeah. So I would just say you have you have to listen to that gut. You have to. And anytime I have not listened to that. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. mess. Yeah, something messes up, something goes wrong. And, and, and I don't know if you've ever even felt this way, but like, you know what? Something told me I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Told, yeah. That's God, All you. the time. Yeah. And I hate and now I'm getting to a point where I'm I'm starting to trust that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um like this series it just came to me like, oh you need to interview black women that you admire. And I'm like, that are making history. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, let me set up these interviews, but then the priest is like, Are you sure? Like you do you wanna do that? Should you reach out? Oh, she about to move, she busy, she got this. Stop trying to be in control of other people's boundaries. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all ever heard Love Me Ajaye. She wrote this book, um, I don't, I don't want to mispronounce it, but Love You, Jaye. And she was just saying that somebody's according to her, like, don't try to be responsible for my boundaries. If you need help, come to me and I'll let you know if I have it. And that's exactly what I was trying to do. Like, oh, Queen busy. Oh, Tanise busy. I don't want to, girl, ask them and then see if they'll do it for you. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. That's one of the things I did want to mention. I feel like you said, you know, you're still trying to find your purpose. But what you just mentioned is what it is when we our connection with God and we God speaks to us and we move so all the things that you've been doing have really been to further and expose the plus size community and the beauty all within it um so that's why I really wanted to get on here and showcase you because you've been making history in the plus size community before it was a trend before you know people were talking about is Lizzo doing too much like you've been out here like we doing this. We doing this. We doing this, whether <laughs> we feel like it or not. And I just think that deserves to be showcased. Um, and now you're giving other women an opportunity through modeling to really showcase and shed their fears. Um, so I have the pleasure of walking for Queen's Line, <laughs> Queen's Closet, um, in the Full Figure and Sassy Expo. And when got like the inkling that she wanted me to be a model for her. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> lingerie, like in front of people, like. And you asked me, like, are you comfortable in lingerie? I was like, well, I've never worn it besides when I was intimate with somebody, but we gonna see, you know? And that was just so dope. Like you really don't know who is talking about you in the room that you're not in. And I just want to say thank you so much because you saw me. And that was really like a stepping stone of me getting back to my dreams, you know, through life and the different bullshit you go through, situations that come our way. You can really lose sight of who you wanted to be. And that was a moment where I was like, yo, this, like going to practice for the modeling, making us walk in the hills, getting the concept together, like, all of that, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's a part of what my goal is in life. And so the opportunity to just do that was amazing. So 
did you always know that you wanted to be able to bring plus size women into your dream and really um, have them in your clothes and your fashion? Is that something you always wanted? Um, I think I more so knew what I did, like what I didn't want. And okay. so I, that kind of transpires how I operate business today. Okay. So for example, what I hate seeing, I don't want to be worried. What I don't like seeing is when I go to a plus size,
are absolutely speaking the truth because as I hear you talk about the pageant, I used to watch all those pictures and shit. I'm like, dang, like my spirit told me to jump and I was like, I can't. I can't expose myself like that. I can't do what they're doing. It's like, had I shown up, who knows who in my life would have been impacted by that, you know? And we have to start showing up for ourselves. And so that's exactly why I went. Scared ass shit. <laughs> but by the end of the show, I had my whole ass out. <laughs> and I was like, we're here. We're here now. It's out. You see it. Hope you enjoyed it, you know? And it was the most invigorating thing for me. Like... Even the practices, like, so one of the practices, I, you know, I came ready. 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 Because <laughs> I was like, okay, you really can't expect yourself to go from no experience being really this exposed and naked in front of people to just being on that runway serving. Mm-hmm. So come to a couple of practices a little bit, you know, more booty out. And I was just like, the whole time I was like, my ass is jiggling in front of everybody. And it was so lit. I was so hard. I was like, I was on fire for myself when I left that practice. And since then, I was like, you know what? F this. Yeah. I'm showing up. Like, I was watching that Fenty Runway show. And that's what really, girl. Rihanna is a genius. That woman is a genius. I can't wait to work with her. I'm going to work with Rihanna. I'm manifesting that. I'm manifesting that. Because it's just. I got you. I ain't never been so excited about a runway show. Like, I thought I was excited with America's Next Top Model and uh-huh. stuff like that when I was younger, but that show, I was in my room jumping. I was yelling at the computer. Ooh, on fire. Yes. That was gorgeous. Yes. The men, the women, the, the different sizes, the, the inclusiveness. That's exactly what I was. But like I said, if, even for Rihanna, it would have been impossible to Um, even making sure it's fabric and putting 
fit you perfectly. It was, you could have been born and I could be scared. <laughs> that was, ooh, perfect. Yes, and then you know you. You put your little sauce on it too. You were, I was like, yes. Yes, I will forever hype your ass up. You just do it so well. Your wife's like, you just be hyping me. Wait, no, I can't. I speak the truth. So if I see it, I've never been one of my, oh, she thinks she's too cute. No, I'm going to let us know how damn cute she Absolutely. is. Absolutely, that's how it should. Yes. That should be, Please. I wish we could Like sometimes we just be trying to get energy from each other because we feel in love. Right. And you're gonna resort back to what you know from what you know, what you know from a child or what you've been what you've been taught. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to give out bad energy. And I know sometimes that I do, so I be trying to check myself. Um, but normalizing just complimenting black women, all women, but black women, you know, my space is for black women. I made a vow in 2019, like look, I know in the past I have been uh, guilty of bringing other black women down, talking about black women. I said, I can't do that shit no more. And I refuse. Just like, this world is set up and we already, we ain't the bottom of the totem pole, but they treat us like we are. So why would I already know what this sister's going through? Be like, mm, she got the nerve. Or just, uh, talking, I don't have time for that. Like, are you okay? Do you need help? And if we can't, if we just don't match, I ain't gotta talk to you, I ain't gotta deal with you. And I just, let people be them, you know? And I just think that's something else that needs to be normalized in our community. Like, why are we tearing each other down so much, y'all? There's just so many things that we can do. We can teach each other um, and just grow together. And that's really why I'm trying to continue making these spaces just like you for not only people that look like us, but our people in general, so they can come and feel love. And it's just we just time not to love ourselves. And that's why it just all started with me. I mean, well, yeah, with loving yourself, you know? And that's my whole thing with like, I don't know, we, we jumping around now, but religion versus spirituality. I feel like in religion, it needs to be more self-love talk. Mm -hmm. The Bible say, uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you can't, if you don't love yourself, no wonder why you're giving your neighbor shitty energy. Because <laughs> you're giving yourself that same energy. And you know, sometimes when I talk in church about stuff like this, like, well, you're not God. Like, no, but I'm a child. I'm right. of God. So I am divine. Right. I, I can do all those things that Jesus did because yeah. I am his child too. Right. And you like, you're like, and people just like, oh, you're just taking it too far. Like, well, I'm gonna keep doing this because this is what God gave me. <laughs> okay, he told me to keep preaching self-love. Um, and so I think that's what it's all about. Now, talking about changes and transitions going on in your life, I know you're you're cleaning an organizing company. Yes. Clean sweet by the clean queen. Yes, absolutely. So some big things going and moving and shaking now that you're yes. going back home. Yes. So yes. under new management, right? Yes. Okay, so are you still going to be owner of the company? No, I sold it. Okay, you sold it. Yes, in the process of being wow. sold. Um still to say it's totally black owned. Okay. Um, black owned and adding copies. So now um carpet cleaning is going to be 
Okay. It's going to be available as well. All black owned Now, when did you start this company? Hmm. I started this like a year and a half ago, I wow. would say. And didn't last year you were just able to quit working full time and just work on your business, right? Like, it could have been totally different, but you knew it wasn't. Yeah. You just believed in yourself. I believed that it was going to happen, and I did everything I had to do. Now, I'm not going to say every month was 5200 because it was. Right, right. I had, some, I had some dips, you know, for sure. But I also set myself up to where I have backup, some type of backup. If you see my truck now, I have an Uber sticker and I have a lift mm -hmm. sticker. So, worst case, came down exactly. to it. I'm in my car. I'm driving Uber. Right. I'm doing 
off of that one post. I gave Sus her money back. She made one post and I made immediately made six hundred dollars Just less in abundance. In abundance. Yeah. In abundance because I and I also made a post about this also my mother because I just simply followed the thing that my mama told me. Mm -hmm. You still don't your ass. Yeah. And that's yeah. the world that you need so bad that you have to steal. You call me because you come, steal anything. You know what I'm saying? But you ever disrespect an adult? That's disrespectful. Yeah. If I would have went into that woman's home and stolen her money. Yeah, you know what exactly. You have no reason to ever disrespect an adult. You call me, and if I feel like they're wrong, I'm going to disrespect them for you. Right. And that's going to be you know? Right. And, that, and that's how my mother raised me. So certain things that she said to me growing up as a child, it stuck with me as an, being an adult now. And they're helping still guide me and lead me. about you um not that you're not skilled but you know that saying that says manners will take you places that skills can never take Absolutely. you meeting you you know sometimes i know i feel like oh my god when i see you at my dance practice i was like oh my god I'm gonna talk to her <laughs> this is it like i'm supposed to go meet her right now and i had to tell you and then meeting you you were just the sweetest most genuine kind person i've ever met it's like damn she's so dope so creative and she cool you're just genuinely you care about people and you can tell that you genuinely give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's rare these days. Mm -hmm. um, and you just, you give people that good energy like they're a, a long lost friend. Mm -hmm. You know, it mainly because you're a country girl, <laughs> but you just so welcoming to everybody. And it's not fake, phony. It don't feel like, oh, she's putting on the act. She's tolerating me. You just genuinely want everybody to feel good about themselves and love on everybody. And that really goes a long way on top of your hard work. Like, we all see it. You know, you post about it. And like you said, you just posted about what you're doing in your business, um, things your mama taught you, and we all see the grind and the work ethic. How can you not want to support that? Anytime somebody says, oh, I need a recommendation for a quick, uh, here you go. I'm gonna tag you 1,000% of the time because I see, sis got you. She gonna do it, you know? And I think that's just amazing all the growth. So when you go back to Florida, are you gonna take the business? Are you gonna start the business out there? Great question. So um, a clean sleep by a clean queen is gonna be left here in okay. Arizona. So it's currently just under new management. Okay. And then once the paperwork and everything gets done, then it's going to be completely sold. Um, the name of things might change, but the values and the structure, the fact that it's a black owned business, all of those things are gonna still be intact. I made sure of that, you know. Because um, I could have went and sold it to someone else or a different company, mm -hmm. but for me, um, like I said, it's the genuineness behind it. You know, I know that. My clients, like I said, they're black women. They feel more comfortable having black people in their home. So I could have went to a different company and been like, hey, here's my client list. This is what my business is about. That this is what I expect. If you want this, these clients pay X, Y, and Z every month. I have another list of clients that may not come monthly or bi-weekly, but they come on a regular basis. Who you clean it, who are also in need of a cleaning service. You can network to them as well. I could have sold it like that to anybody. But I didn't feel like that was, that was, that didn't make me feel good. Good feeling because my client, knowing that they prefer black owned businesses, if I sold it to a business that was not black owned, I would have gotten top dollar for my business. Yeah. But my clients would have been dissatisfied, and the people who cut the check would have been mad, probably right. because my client's not gonna no. be on you. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they purposely yeah. want black-owned companies within their home, and that's what they want to sow into is the community. So I didn't feel comfortable. It didn't feel right to me in my spirit to sell it to a company that I knew, you know, the dollar was there, and listen, sus could use that money. Right. But it wasn't worth it to me. You know, it didn't feel good, and that's, that's how I moved off of feelings and emotions. So that, that wasn't it. So I have someone in place now um, who I think will be very good with being able to take it over and adding things that my clients need, like like carpet cleaning, pressure washing, things that I don't provide that I think will be really good that they're going to bring into it, you know, keep it in the Keep it in the that black dollar in the black And look at you. See, y'all see why I have her on the show. Black creating black history. So this is out here helping, and I think it's lovely to see it because you know, when Black Lives Matter was going on, there was a lot of, well, you didn't go to the protest, right? You call it. There's so many different things and ways we can all help the Black community. You don't have to be on the line calling, but you say, look, let me grind this out for my Black ass, and then I'm going to give back to the Black community in which I came from. And that's how you can do it. And that's what I'm doing in Jacksonville. So I'm going to answer your question, but so I want to get into commercial cleaning. Okay. So that's what I'm going into when I go back home because, um, Right now, we're supposed to be changing like September or something. But as of right now, minimum wage in Jacksonville, Florida is less than $9. What? It's like $8.86. Don't quote me, but it's something similar to $8 and some change. So I know several families and I have friends that are families and they're just trying to live off of unlivable wages. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to come back home, honey, I'm going to come back home. Right. So I'm like, I want to switch it up and I want to myself to where I can create a business that can create jobs that can put people yeah. in positions to be able to have livable wages and be able to do travel and do things that they want to do as well. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And even possibly teach them excuse me how, how to have their own because for me the idea is not for you to work for me forever. Right. Exactly. That's not you know working for me for 12, 13 dollars an hour yeah. forever is not really going to get you to it's not going to put your kid in college and exactly. be able to as well, you know, and I properties and stuff outside of that. So for me, I want to be able to help put people in position to be able to, you know, come work for me for a little bit. Let me show you some stuff. Let me teach you some stuff. Let me help you get your own. What is it that you want? What is it that you want to do? You know, so I want something that's small enough to where I can still be um, very much in tune and intimate with my workers to make sure that they're doing the work on the outside of my work to make sure they're getting to where they need to be um, to be fully fulfilled. Um, while also being able to live in the wages. So I'm working on um, getting some, yeah, trying to educate myself on uh, getting corporate contracts and how that process works so that way I'll be able to come home and provide my whole different type of level. A different scale, and that's going to be big. It's because just on a strategic level, you know, if these people can't get a job over eight, nine dollars, they're going to come running yeah. to work for your company. And I would love that. Yes. I love that. And even I just, people that at the end of the day they're in positions where they're trying to get their money. 
so good. So now you lock these people up, give them a felony, send them back on the streets. And now it's even harder than it was in the beginning for them to find a job. What you expect them to do? They gonna result back to what they were doing before, and it becomes a vicious circle. These people have children, these people have needs, these people have households that they need to take care of. But how do you expect them to live when you pay them down there less than eight dollars an hour? I mean, less than nine dollars an hour. That makes no sense. So for me, what I wanna do is I want, I want that. Give me that. Let me clean, let me let me clean you up. Yeah. Show you what it takes to own the business. Let me help you have your own. So you only have to depend on me exactly. for your paycheck. So my 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 overall plan if it works, I want it to work. If it works, I have a program. I'm gonna say that don't sound like a job, but that sound like a program. Yeah. Sis. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I want to have a program in place. Um, if everything goes how I want it to go, where I'll be, you'll work for me for six months. After that, I want to be able to provide grants for my employees to help them to be able to rev up the stock that I own. We all know anybody that's ever had a business, you don't just up one morning and say, I'm going to start next to you. It's going to be successful at various levels to this. You have to learn how to do it. So I want to have programs and different things that they can go into to teach them about just basics of how to own and operate a business, just general. You know, not specific for any particular type of field, but just business in general. You know, I feel like that's important for people to know. So I want to put you in a position where you can get your badge. And one person that um, is definitely an inspiration for me is Jay Morrison. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. Okay. So Jay Morrison, um, he does real estate now, but um, he talks about how he used to sell drugs and he was in the activity got locked up with the prison. He met his white man in prison who told him, he said, you can sell as many clothes and as many shoes as you want to, but God ain't in the business of making no more land. Get into real estate because that's always going to go up. He's selling Beyonce houses. He's doing stuff, wow. you know. And he also is. If you ever look him up on YouTube or anything, he um, teaches financial literacy classes um, when it pertains to real estate. and teaches black people how to use the resources that they have in order to be able to own property in order to get ownership of something. So I'm very um, interested in his walk, you know, and how he was able to transform his life. So he went from hustling the dope to hustling the houses. are dropping down to 33%. If they serve 33% of their time, they can get out. And um, Arizona's one of the last states to change. And I'm waiting on because my brother's actually in prison right now. So 
just hearing you talk about this and the last conversation I had with my brother, he asked me, are you, uh, you been looking into real estate? That's where the money is. That's where the bags are. You got to start educating yourself on real estate. We need to get some land. And so it's just, when you get out, I'm definitely sending them your way. I'm definitely like, hey, for you say real estate, I know somebody that works on real estate. I'm going to send them your way because that's definitely such a huge need um, in this community. So the laws and everything that's switching right now, I'm just hoping everything turns out full circle because if that means more black men coming back to the land and touch down, and I love what black people are right now. We are all healing. We learning. We growing. We learning how to love ourselves, how to learn uh, to love each other being vulnerable with each other saying I love you um and it's just such a beautiful place to be and that collectively we're all about to elevate and ooh baby when we get where we going they gonna hate that they ever did that that they ever for centuries and it's it's so it's gonna be beautiful to see because we gonna give God glory by not doing y'all as dirty as y'all done us so I was just talking about something that and I just got goosebumps I was like girl when we gonna get to where we going this world gonna be such a beautiful place. It is. And we gonna show y'all like, if y'all gonna do, let us take the reins the whole time. We all would've been good. Like, man. Oh, so with everything that you got going on, I always ask everybody I interview this. Um, money's no object. You can be anywhere. You can, you can do anything. It's called the queen experience. What are we gonna be doing? What will we have and what will we see? I try not to because I'm not. You know, not I, I, I do a lot by myself. 
stuff. I do hang by myself a lot, but it's because it, that's a personal preference to me, you know. But I'm very friendly, like you said, I'm very friendly, very open. If anyone asks me, even with my cleaning and organizational business, I say all the time, I'll give you advice for free. Ask me and I will tell you exactly step by step how I did it. Because also what I've learned is my bag is not in hiding my cleaning secrets. A lot of people know how to do what I do. Yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to do it. Right. And that's where my money comes in that is when you, they don't have time or they just don't feel like exactly. doing it, you know? So, and that's how I feel. I want, if, if Queen had a Queen's way, everybody is able to be in the same position that I'm in. If I'm in a position of being, I need to be in a position of being. Man, so you mentioned reading. So tell me one of your favorite spiritual books and then one of your favorite smut books as you call it. Oh yes, girl. So one of my favorite spiritual books is called Pussy Prayers. A black I think it's called Black Woman's Bliss. That is literally oh my best friend just sent me that book and said I'm like, girl. Let me tell you something. That is one of the best books I have read. And I'm a bookworm. That's one of the best self-help books of because I, I went to this phase and I wanted to read books about black women that were written about black women. Yes. And baby, when I tell you that book is you haven't read it yet? I've read chapter one. That already, I was like, oh, this is going to be a book. It's a book. <laughs> it's, it's a, a book. book. <laughs> Listen, I think every black woman should read it. Every woman, when I, if I have a daughter, she's going to read it. It's yeah. like that. You know, I feel like yeah. it's definitely important. The things that are, the jewels that are dropped in that book, the healing that can yeah. come from something like that book. And for it to be so small. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, not a, so, it's not a long read, dog. Exactly. It's, a, it's definitely a powerful book okay. in my mind. So I really like um I didn't see a lot on social media. I didn't see a lot on TV. 
Oh, so it's like a fictional series. Yeah. Well, if you need an actress, let me know. You coming for it? I will come. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I did some screenwriting classes. So if you need a little writing help, yeah, let me know too. I do, because you know what? I was thinking about going back to school. And I'll, be, I'll say this before time I get to college trying to wrap up. But um, I tried college a couple times. And I was just like, you know what? I really, really put my best foot forward, and it's not really my thing. Yeah. And I think the problem that I'm having with college is that the classes that I'm taking are not really pertaining to what it is that I want to do. So it's difficult for me to hold my interest, and then I end up doing other things that interest me, and I lose sight of that. Yeah. So I, I said I wanted to go back to college, but I want to do the non-traditional way. Right. If I never get a degree, that's okay. Some but the classes that I'm going to take, I'm going to pertain to what I need. So I want to take a screen. Yeah, and that's what I did. I didn't go to, I just took a screenwriting class for two semesters and I got what I needed to because I wanted to write a movie and I'm trying to do it on YouTube, but it's literally like just learning a new language. So I was like, let me just have somebody teach me how to do this. But if you don't want to sign up for a school, Easter Ray actually has a master class. $15 a month, they bill annually, it's $180. And so you can watch Lisa, uh, Easter Ray tell you how she breaks down how to create uh, characters, how to do your plot, master class. I'm actually about to sign up because I'm like, I fucking love Issa Rae. And she was telling how she came up with her internet series, mm -hmm. The Awkward Black Girl. Yeah. So she's telling you what to do on that. So definitely tap in, sis. I absolutely And y'all too, if y'all want to write, tap in. Like y'all already know, Issa Rae is like uh, a writing god. <laughs> oh, she's amazing. Uh, and I'm sad I heard that this, like, this season of uh, It's going to be the last one, exactly. And I'm like, there's just so much more that you can give us here. So much. They I need to do a movie. I hope, she, I hope so, or I hope that so she lit. comes out with something else. Like, okay, maybe yeah. this is dead, but what's next? Because this can't be the end. Oh, it's not. It's yeah. not going to be like, Issa, I don't even think that she has begun to really form or morph into what she's going to become. Like, I can definitely see her with, like, the Spike Lee's, mm -hmm. you know, um, like, all the famous Quentin Tarantino. He ain't black, but I do love me some Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> like, he's just so weird. Yeah. I love his weird ass movies. <laughs> so, yeah, Issa, she's gonna take the hell off. I love Issa. And you know what? That's one, uh, how you describe me, just genuine and authentic. That's how I feel about Issa. Issa didn't get in Hollywood and had all my fingers in this place together. Right, right. No. Like, Issa was just Issa. From, from, from beginning to end, like, yes. she was through and through. Like, even when I watched insecure I'm like that girl I like that yeah she like, do it's, 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 it's like you just feel like it's Issa yeah, it's exactly so, it's so natural for her and I felt Issa on so many different levels yes. with watching insecure mm -hmm. I was just like